Welcome to Biz in Poland podcast brought to you by BizInPoland.com, your key to the Polish market. My name is Søren Christensen and I'm your host. Today's episode is about the big tax reform called the Polish Deal or Polski Watt in Polish that will be implemented from January. But enough chit chat, let's get down to business. Before I start I have to underline that I'm not an accountant and I have got all the information from secondhand and I've been reading about it and discussed the reform with parts of my network. You should always contact your Polish accountant regarding new changes in bookkeeping, taxes, etc. If you don't have one or want to change your accountant, then please contact me. I can recommend you one. After this information and short disclaimer, let's dive into the biggest changes that comes with the upcoming tax reform called the Polish deal. The new tax reform will, as mentioned, be implemented from 1st of January, and it means many significant changes for entrepreneurs in Poland. There are changes in PIT and in SUS regarding health insurance, and the PIT is your annual tax de- declaration, and there are many different kinds, which one depends on your taxation. There are new tax bans with two thresholds, 17% tax up to 120,000 swati, and 32% above this amount, and the amounts are, of course, per year. The fixed tax-free amount will be increased to 30,000 swati per year, but please notice it is not applicable to entrepreneurs with a flat 19% tax rate. There's a tax relief for taxpayers whose annual revenue totals from 68,412 swati up to 133,692 swati. The tax relief will also be available to entrepreneurs who is solo traders. Also here, discuss it with your accountant. There is also a so-called repatriation relief that will be available to every taxpayer who did not have his slash hers tax residence in Poland over at least three years in the past and who chooses to relocate it back to Poland. Moreover, there will be a lower flat pit rate for IT specialists. It will be 12% instead of 15%, but that is also more or less the only positive news with this big tax reform. That was the pit changes, and it leads us to the changes in SUS regarding health insurance contributions that will no longer be deductible from personal income tax. Entrepreneurs paying their pit in line with the general rules will pay 9% of their income amount. Entrepreneurs paying a flat rate pit will pay 4.9%. For entrepreneurs paying a flat rate pit for specified occupations, the cons- Contribution will be determined by the amount of revenue, namely the monthly health insurance assessment base. And it will be 60% of average salary for revenue, totaling up to 60,000 swati, 100% of average salary for revenue up to 300,000 swati, and 180% of average salary for revenue that exceeds of 300,000 swati. The deadlines for paying the health insurance and social security contributions have been moved from the 10th of the month to the 20th day of of each month. There are also changes in the taxation of company cars. The key criteria under the reverse law is that the engine power, not capacity. So the fixed allowance for cars will be up to 60 kilowatt, will be 250 swatchy and 400 swatchy for cars with higher power engines. Buying a company car will pay off less as income tax and that will be due on the transaction. 
Moreover, the account books are required to be kept using computer programs and sent to the tax office in instructed form. This obligation is not expected to come into force until 1st of January 2023. Now to the changes in corporate income taxes. There will be from January a new tax on revenues of large corporations. It will correspond to 0.4% of a company's revenue plus 10% of so-called excessive costs. It is expected to affect capital companies and tax capital groups that report a loss in their annual tax returns or whose income to revenue shares is 1% or less. The new tax will, be, uh, will not be uh, chargeable on companies in a group having at least two members in which one company has held directly throughout the tax year 75% of shares in shared capital, capital of a joint stock company or a share of their members of the group, as long as the company tax years are the same period and the same of accurate incomes established for the tax year in their accurate revenues is not higher than 1%. The minimum tax will not be due from energy companies Mining companies, those uh, obtaining resources such as coal and, and copper, and companies provided uh, international sea and slash or air transport, transport services. That was a lot of info, but there is even more. There will also be a corporate income exception for 95% of dividends in holding companies that received from its subsidiaries and a full CIT exception for profits from the transfer of shares less shares of stock in subsidiaries. Regarding the holding taxes, there are also some changes with the Polish deal tax reform. The general rules governing WHT exceptions less lower rates will apply only if payments to a single recipient do not exceed 2 million swatches annually. There are moreover also changes affecting the so-called Estonian corporate income tax. The revenue threshold will be cancelled. Eligible taxpayers will also include cooperatives, limited partnerships and limited joint stock partnerships with entry and exit taxes to be lifted. And there are also changes to the so-called hidden dividends, which affect their non-deductibility for tax purposes, and the new rules are scheduled first to take effect in 2023, so there are some time before that will be implemented. With a new tax reform, there's also a tax residence clarification. It says that a Polish tax resident will also be a foreign company managed in the territory of Poland, which means that its ongoing matters are handled in Poland in an organized and continuous manner. This means giving up on the concept of a foreign company reporting its tax in Poland on an account of Polish national appointed as a top executive. Just like the PIT requirement regarding to keep accounting books using uh, computer programs and to give them to the tax authorities in a structured form, is not expected uh, to be implemented until 1st of January 2023. There are also some changes regarding VAT. VAT will be chargeable on financial transactions. A quick uh, VAT refund for non-cash taxpayers 
uh, in the cases specified in the Act, uh, a VAT refund would be made within 15 days. This solution will be subject to a number of conditions, including the requirement that the taxpayers exist tax to the carried forward to the following response period, as stated in the VAT declaration. It should not exceed more than 3,000 swati. Also here, please talk with your accountant. It's a very good idea, I think. There are also changes to the binding rate information that involves a new agreement called an investor's agreement, which sets out the tax implication of an investor's contemplated investment project in Poland. That was a short overview of some of the biggest tax changes in the Polish steel tax reform that will be implemented from 1st of January 2022. As you can hear, the Polish tax system is not getting easier to navigate in. As I mentioned earlier, I'm not an accountant, and I very strongly recommend you to get more information and advice from your accountant regarding your business in Poland. It is very important that you have a good accountant when you do business in Poland, not only because of this tax reform, but also because there always are some changes that you are not necessarily aware about, and it can have very negative effect on your business, also financially. If you and your company is in need, for an accountant, I can recommend one for a fee, and you can read more about that on businesspoland.com under appointments. But now to something different. Business news from Poland. Put on the fortune and broke scale. The fortune business news in Poland is that Poland has eight unicorns. No. Unicorns are not a real species in Poland. A unicorn is a startup with over 1 billion American dollars. Poland has the most unicorns with eight in Central and Eastern Europe, as I mentioned before, and Estonia comes on a second place with six, followed by Czech Republic and Ukraine with four each. 34 unicorns have been created in Central and Eastern Europe to date from just six back in 2015. When it comes to the most valuable tech companies founded in Central and Eastern Europe after 2000, Unipath is number one. It started back in Romania in 2005, but now it has its headquarters in the US. Number two is Estonia's WISE, formerly known as TransferWISE. It was founded in 2011, and its value is 14 billion euros, and it's now based in the UK. Poland's most valuable startup is Inpost. It's on the third position, and it's founded back in 2006, and its value at 8.4 billion euros. The company remains based in Poland. In fourth place, it's Skype, founded in Estonia, also by a Danish entrepreneur. That was back in 2003, and now the headquarter is in the US, and the company is worth 7.6 billion euros. And in fifth position comes software development company JetBrains, founded in Czech Republic back in 2000, and is now worth 6.4 billion euros. The remaining five in the top 10 are Ukraine's GitLab, now based in the US, their headquarters, Poland's CD Projects, that's based in Warsaw, Estonia's Bolt, remaining in Estonia, and Hungary's Logmien, now in the US. And finally, Lithuania's Winsit, which remains in Lithuania. It is very nice to see that so many startups in Central and Eastern Europe are doing so well, but for me it's not a surprise, because there are so many high-educated and hard-working people in Central and Eastern European countries, not at least here in Poland. On that background, it's not a surprise at all to me. Now to the Polish business news on the broke scale. And this week it is that the Polish tax system is the second worst in OECD. Poland comes in 36th position out of 37 in the OECD for its tax policy. It's only beaten to the lowest spot by Italy. 
and this is according to the annual international tax competitiveness index, so-called ITCI, is published by Washington DC-based the think tank The Tax Foundation. The report concerning Poland's tax systems are not only negative, there are also some positive things, and they are that Poland has a below average corporate tax rate at 19%, and in OECD the average is 22.9%. Poland's taxes on labor are generally flat, allowing the government to raise revenue from taxes on workers with relatively low efficiency cost. And Poland has a broad tax treaty network, including 85 countries. And now to the weaknesses of the Polish tax system. Poland has multiple distortionary property taxes with separate levies on real estate transfers, estates, bank assets and financial transactions. Companies are severely limited in the amount of net operating losses that they can use to offset future profits and are unable to use losses to reduce past taxable income. Moreover, companies can only write off 33.8% of the cost of industrial buildings in real terms, and in the OECD average, it's uh, 50.1%. Poland came bottom in the consumption tax, which is a tax that applies to sales of goods or services. There are three main types of consumption taxes, sales taxes, value-added taxes, this is VAT, and exercise taxes, while sales taxes and VATs usually apply to a broad set of goods and services, exit taxes are targeted at specific products. The winners of this report is in order Estonia, Latvia, New Zealand, Switzerland and Luxembourg. The bottom five countries, starting with the worst, were Italy, Poland, France, Portugal and Mexico. In other words, there is room for improving in this area for Poland, but the low 19% flat tax rate is a very big plus. I hope this episode gave you an overview of the tax reform, the Polish deal, and remember to contact your accountant for details affecting your business. If you don't have an accountant in Poland and want one, then I can refer you to one or more for a fee, and you can read more about that at businesspoland.com. Also, the show notes from uh, this and other episodes. And uh, if you want to uh, use any of my services, then don't hesitate to write me at info at businesspoland.com. And uh, this was everything for now. So bye for now. Merry Christmas and take care until next Business Poland podcast episode. Bye.